Welcome to the Betterism Podcast, a learning community seeking out life's unusual lessons from its unlikely places. I'm your host, Glenn Binger, author, teacher, and coach, and I'm here to help spark some collective growth. I hope you'll stick around and teach us a thing or two, but first, a few words from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Life. Life is a health and wellness brand. Um, they feature all kinds of health and wellness products. They focus mostly on supplements. They have everything from vitamin E, vitamin C, NADs, vitamin K. Personally, I'm a huge fan of their Shilajit tablets. I put some in my coffee every morning to help me think a little more clearly, process things smoothly, that sort of thing. Um, but again, they they kind of focus on all across all health and wellness products. Um, their goal is to be innovative and effective, trying to help people become less stressed, uh, more energized, and live happier lives. Um, I do also recommend checking out their podcast, Meadow Life Radio. The host and owner, Matt Blackburn, does a really great job in educating listeners and, and his audience about what supplements are right for them. Um, you can find them online at meadowlife.co. That's M-I-T-O-L-I-F e.co and if you use promo code betterism you can get 15% off all of their products and there's no restrictions there um, again that's meadowlife.co promo code betterism for 15% off please go check them out they do a really great job in educating and sharing the knowledge and i think that is a lost art this day and age meadowlife.co check them out This episode is brought to you by Turnstile Coffee Roasters. Turnstile is a Jersey Shore staple, one of my favorites here in my hometown, Belmar, New Jersey. Um, They are fresh roasted specialty. They offer a wide variety of beans and grinds from across the globe, Indonesia, Latin America, Africa, you name it. Um, They have an app you can order online. You can call ahead if you are here in the New Jersey area. Um, you can also order online. So if you're not local to New Jersey, you can find them online at turnstilecoffee.com. They offer wholesale. They offer small bags, grinds, beans, you name it. Um, so check them out, Turnstile Coffee Roasters out of Belmar, New Jersey at turnstilecoffee.com. All righty. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Betterism Podcast. You know me. I'm your host, Glenn. Today, we have another local homie, a very, very talented human being, Carrie Selvin. She's a writer, photographer, founder of Jersey Collective. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So glad to finally um, put a voice to the name. I know we've (laughs) met a handful of times here and there. I think the last time we actually met face-to-face was um, Alicia Cook's reading, I believe, in Asbury. Yes. Yep. Yeah, she had a... It was at... um... I think Ghost it was Ghost Harbor. Harbor. Yeah. 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 Such a great venue. I love that place. Yeah, it was cool. Like a little hidden nook. Um, anyway, uh, the reason I wanted to get you on the show, um, you are <laughs> extraordinarily talented. You have many, I know, many creative pursuits, um, but you're also working to publish an anthology through Rutgers University Press. So I figured we'd kind of start with the book and kind of branch off there, um, kind of dive in a little bit. Sure. Once we kind of established that, but uh, you found Jersey Collective in, according to my notes here, I want to say 2014. That's right. Uh, yeah. Right. And it's kind of started off as like a photography 
kind of community and then it kind of grew well beyond that. So how, I mean, you know, this is almost 10 years ago. How has Jersey Collective grown since then? Yeah, that's great. I can't believe it's been that long. Wild, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So I started it, I was in grad school at the time for um, library science. I was at Rutgers and I was just really missing, like I went to, my undergrad was film school and then I worked as a photographer for a while. So I was really missing that like creative side and like being around a lot of like really creative people making art. So that's why I, mm. I wanted to start some kind of project that would like bring me back into that. And um yeah, it started out just an Instagram account. I was letting people take over every week. So I just, they can post whatever they want. It just has to be related. It just has to be pictures of New Jersey. And it's definitely evolved over the years and grown into, you know, stuff that I didn't imagine at the time. Like I didn't think I'd be having gallery shows and like curating photography, group photography shows and having meetups and like workshops and things like that. But that's all stuff that I've gotten to do because of Jersey Collective. It's such a beautiful thing, the community that kind of comes to fruition out of something like that. I know like when I, when I, same thing, like when I finished grad school, I was like, man, I got to get like, got to step back from the academia, yeah. you know, yeah. and try to find the creative groove. And like a place like New Jersey, I mean, literally is just smothered in creativity. Everything, every place in New Jersey. I mean, you have the shore, you have north, south, central. I mean, you have, there's so many different um, areas in New Jersey and there's all kinds of talent um, photography being the one that you know Jersey Collective kind of focused on um, so what kind of things or what kind of I guess genres or mediums did you kind of pick up along the way and start to notice we're kind of falling into line with the collective yeah I um I mean I started out just kind of reaching out to people who I you know noticed on Instagram they used to have that map where you could click on somebody's profile and see a map of all the places that they've taken a photo. Oh yeah, which I remember doesn't that. exist anymore and is kind of a bummer because I liked that. <laughs> but yeah. um, but yeah, so I just kind of started like finding more and more people who lived in New Jersey and like kind of making friends with them on Instagram and and just seeing you know like what could they offer like this could be a platform for them to share their work with more people or sometimes you know their platform was bigger than mine. So then it was nice to get like a little bit of a boost from that. Um, but yeah, I just kind of started meeting more people who lived in my area and, and inviting them to be a part of it. And pretty much nobody like declined in the beginning, <laughs> you know, cause I was doing a lot more like asking people early on now. I don't really have to do that as much. Um, sure. I get a lot of emails, people wanting to do it, which is really cool. Um, sometimes like I, people ask me like are you gonna how long are you gonna do this and I, I'm like I guess just as long as people still want to <laughs> I don't know. right right it's tough too because like I feel like when something like that is first established you got to do a lot of like that frame groundworking kind of stuff but then it gets to the point where it's it gets so big where like you have trouble keeping up with those kinds of emails and like you don't want to say no and like decline people but at the same time you have to like really kind of map that out how, yeah. how do you manage something like that is that do you have any I mean um, like is there a way or a system that you have to yeah do something I mean like I, that? I have over the years I've had a couple of people help me behind the scenes a little bit with just like running some of the stuff on the account but right now it's um mainly just me doing it right now but I've only ever been the person that's had like the email inbox so if, if you've ever emailed Jersey Collective it's been me that you're getting 
Um, but yeah, no, I just, I have a Google calendar. So I just keep track of, you know, everybody that's signed up what week they have. And there's a Google form they have to fill out where I collect like information from them, like their bio that I post with their, every Sunday I post an announcement of who the next person's going to be. And, um, so I just get all that information from them ahead of time. And yeah, I mean, I'm a librarian as my day job. So I think I'm pretty organized. <laughs> um, yeah. But so those skills have definitely helped with uh, with running this. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not as much work as it seems. Sometimes it's a lot of work, but other times it's not because a lot of the people just come to me and it's just a matter of like scheduling it with them and, and sure. you know, managing like the account and stuff. What do you look for in 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 an applicant? Is there something you're trying to reach, or are you, or are you just kind of open ended and trying to see all areas and platforms of? New yeah, Jersey? I mean, I don't really say no to people unless it's um. I don't let businesses do it. Like a person who owns a business is okay as long as it's like their own account and not like a business account. With mm -hmm. photographers, that gets kind of that line's kind of blurry because it's a little different. But um, sure, like I don't want like a store taking over, you know. Yeah. Um, we sometimes I sometimes allow um, like a nonprofit organization to do it. I used to do that more frequently, but um, not so not so many have been reaching out to me these days. But to kind of show off like if they're a New Jersey based nonprofit and like show off what they're doing and, you know, so people like learn that they exist. But, yeah, no, otherwise I don't really like I'm not trying to like, you know, I don't have a certain standard of like work or anything like that. It's, it's really whoever just wants to do it. It's just a volunteer thing and it's just for fun and the stakes are low and I'm not worried about like losing followers because somebody's pictures are bad, you know, like I just, yeah, right. I think everybody has like a, an interesting perspective and something to say and something to show us. And like, I don't, I don't think it's my job to like say like, Oh, this person's pictures aren't like good enough. Like I, I just let anybody that wants to do it, do it. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. I mean, New Jersey itself is such a diverse state. And I think that that attitude it just fits in line with that, you know, the Jersey pride that comes with being from New Jersey. Um, I know since I've been following you, I think, so you created the account in 2014. I want to say 2015 is when I kind of started oh, wow. to pick so up on it. But <laughs> yeah, you. and not, you know, just kind of a follower, not, not like standing out or anything, but you know, I've, I've, found a lot of other artists through your account um, i mean i've had guests on the podcast who i kind of found because they kind of took over jersey collective oh, you know cool. so yeah, it's that's awesome. kind of cool how that works i think the community itself really and how how fast it grew really speaks for itself there um when did when did you kind of make the transition to start creating i'm sorry curating uh shows and events and things like that well, I did our first one in 2015. I did like a first year show. So it was one picture from every week of the project. And I just had them, you know, one picture from each week printed and just threw it up. And then I did three shows kind of following that format where it was just like one picture from each week of the year. Uh, and then I took a little bit of a break. And then um, this year I was approached by the Carteret, the new um, Carteret Performing Arts Center in uh, Carteret and they asked if I would help curate a photography show for their walls because they're a brand new venue and they wanted to have artwork up and so it's not this like weird space with no art on the walls um, and they were interested in photography and, and linked up with me and we did an autumn themed show and it was free for the, the photographers to submit it was free for them to be in it they didn't have to pay for anything to be printed the um, 
theater and the other organizations involved handled all of that. So it was just a really nice opportunity for people to get their work um, in a show. And a lot of them had never done anything like that before. So that was really cool to get to meet them. And it went really well. So hopefully we'll do it again because um, I really like bringing opportunities like that to people who are, you know, part of Jersey Collective or on Instagram or just photographers um, in general. I think some of the people didn't even really know right. what Jersey Collective was. They just saw the the call for entries and that was cool too. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's, it's kind of cool because what you're doing extends beyond the digital realm, right? Like, of course, it started with Instagram, but it's like, it's yeah. being brought to like the you know, the, the heart of New Jersey and that, that is the, the venues like this. And it's kind of cool that now that the venues are starting to reach out like that. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, I walked in and I saw what it was and it was before we talked, you know, details or anything. And my first thought was just like, oh, I can't afford to help them with this because I thought I was going to have to like <laughs> fund everything. And I'm like, this space is huge. They're going to need giant prints. Like I'm not, I'm going to have to get a grant. And they're like, oh no, we're, we got that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> in that case. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've kept finding ways over the years to like find ex ways to make it a tangible thing off the screen. Like it started as an Instagram project, but I was always like, oh, let's do a meetup. Let's do a photography workshop like in person. Let's do, you know, a gallery show. And now like, let's do a book. Like it just, I felt like I kept yeah. like gravitating towards ways to like make it into something not on a screen, <laughs> even though that's yeah, how it right. started. Right. You know, and I think that's when I know when Instagram first came out, I mean, that's that was kind of the joy of it is like you met online, you kind of established these kinds of communities where you were linking up with other like minded individuals. Of course, since then, it's evolved into something much, much, much different. Yeah. But there's still that like there's still a layer there of like community. You know, if you have a page like that with a topic such as New Jersey, where there's already, you know, diehard fans, <laughs> just people living in New Jersey, you know, I'm, I'll, that's where I drew into it. Like, I love New Jersey. I, I was born here, raised here. I still live here. And it's, it's like that Jersey pride. And I was like, oh, okay, Jersey collective. This is cool. I like photography. I'll check it out. And then you start seeing the kinds of people that are in the community and what they're doing. And then you kind of start thinking like, oh, well, how can I, how can I help? How can I contribute? You know? Yeah. And it's cool really that you cool. have that you have like such an open uh, invitation there. I mean, has that ever, have you ever encountered problems with that? Cause I mean, <laughs> you, you and I both know that there's the internet can be the internet sometimes. Yeah. So like um, how do you fight that off? Shockingly, like not really. I've had a couple people take over who were like kind of weird and like made me worry that like they were going to try and do something, you know, like <laughs> take access to my account. But Re like until very recently like I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this I used to just give people the password to log into the account directly on their phone <laughs> and I couldn't figure out like a like I would change it every week but I couldn't, yeah, sure. I couldn't figure out a better way to do it and now I have it set up so that I made like a dummy Facebook account and I give them the password to that and they have to use Facebook business manager which allows them to post onto the account mm. so I changed over to that system because I was starting to get nervous, like not even just if somebody, you know, has bad intentions, but like what if somebody right. fell for like a phishing scheme while they were logged in? Like, yeah, like right. somebody could just take down the whole account, <laughs> even accidentally if they wanted to. So 
um yeah I started getting a little nervous about that a couple months ago and was trying to figure out what to do and and luckily that solution has been working out well but yeah no um I've had a couple commenters who were like kind of nasty to people or just like you know weird trolls and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. overall Mm -hmm. like it's been really good um and I haven't had to deal with a ton of that just like a couple weird things over the years but nothing too too bad (laughs) sure how has how has your you you mentioned you were a librarian so very much organized um how has the beyond that your skill sets as a professional kind of crossed over between your job and and jersey collective yeah i think it's all really related actually when i think i've been thinking about this a lot with like the book coming out and and thinking about like what led to that point so i went to film school for my undergraduate degree and i then went then I worked as a photographer for a couple years I was doing like weddings and retouching for a school photographer and doing my own stuff family portraits and things like that Um, and then I went to grad school to be a librarian and that's what I do now and I actually I think that the current job that I have I think Jersey Collective helped me get it because it's a job doing programming so I had Mm. to demonstrate that I could do events and you know things like that and I was like, oh, well, I've, I haven't done a ton in the library setting, but I've executed all these like gallery shows and event like workshops and classes and things like that. So I think that definitely all like crossed over. And then I think like being a librarian, I have this like organizational skills and people skills that I think come in handy with um, running Jersey Collective. So I think it all feeds into it, into each other. Yeah. I think that's important to note, you know, a lot of times we tend to think, uh, at least creatives tend to try to cat like categorize those things in our brains. And I don't know if that's like me or just like a human, uh, like a human thing that just kind of happens where you kind of like try to set boundaries between things. But once you take a step back, you kind of see how the skills kind of cross over. Yeah. Like I'm a teacher of English. I teach reading and writing and Mm -hmm. like, that's because I writing was like my art growing up, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I had, there's like people skills that have to do with teaching. Right. So like, I didn't really notice that until I got older and I started to reflect and be like, wow, I can like, I can talk to people that (laughs) I don't necessarily agree with, you know? And now as an adult, like, especially in the world we live in right now, like that's a pretty essential skill. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I feel like our art sometimes influences our, our, uh, professional lives as well I mean it's not just that that road is not a one direction street if that makes any sense yeah definitely <laughs> but um how did so you you were a writer as well how I know with the book it's not just you didn't write the entire book it's an anthology how did that all kind of come into play I mean did the writing thing happen first and you had the idea for the book or like how, how did that kind of come into fruition yeah so I mean I've always been writing just for myself and in classes and things like that when I was in college I took so many of my elective credits went to creative writing classes that the teachers were all like why are you not an English major like I was on the literary magazine and you know that was always a big part of my life and then as an adult I took a lot of writing classes and workshops like I was almost I was doing workshops like every week for years for a while um, out of a writing center in Red Bank called Project Right Now 
I was going mm. there. Okay. I was doing stuff there all the time. So it's just always been something that I do. And I would occasionally like publish stuff online or like in small journals and things like that. So I just always been in my head that like I want to write a book. I want to do books. Like, you know, I think everything that I do in my life, it's like it can be traced back to the just like I love books so much. <laughs> yeah. Um right. and yeah, and so I I really like anthologies a lot. I have been I read a ton, so I, I always am just picking up stuff. And I really like um, all the Best American collections, especially the um, Best... They don't make them anymore, unfortunately, but the Best American non-required reading anthologies are really cool. Oh, I miss those. I know. I, I heard they might be bringing it back. And I'm hoping... I hope so. I saw a tweet from someone <laughs> involved <laughs> that was like, we might be doing this again. So I really hope that that's true. But so I just really like books where you can get perspective from different people and then it's like on to the next one like I also really like a book called women in clothes and it's all just about like women's perspectives on like their body and fashion and different things to do with that and like you flip through it and it's got interviews and it's got essays and it's got weird little drawings and photocopies and things like that just all like in one book and it's all from different people and it's really cool so I was just like thinking a couple years ago that like I would love to do a book but I would also like to somehow leverage what I have with Jersey Collective, which is like an audience <laughs> and, yeah, right. um, and, you know, a group of interested people and find a way to kind of make that into a book somehow. And I wasn't really interested in just doing like a photography book that's like, oh, here's a, you know, bunch of pictures from the project. Like, I didn't think that was was the route to go. So I was just kind of thinking of like, what could I do? And it just hit me one day that like an anthology would be really cool And it would be a really natural extension of what I've been doing with Jersey Collective because it would be a book that centers around New Jersey, but it gives different people the chance to say something about New Jersey. So it's like kind of what we're Mm. doing with with the Instagram account does with pictures, but like with other mediums as well. Um, So I just started working on a book proposal and I took a class about anthologies and was reading a ton of them and just kind of like trying to figure this all out and I pitched it to um an editor at, at Rutgers University Press I sent him my proposal and and he really liked it and we had some conversations and it just went from there with you know getting the contract and just making the book <laughs> um, yeah right but yeah it was a I just feel like everything I've done in my life has like helped me with it like when I think about it on paper it's like like being a film student I learned how to like manage a big project that involves a lot of moving parts and a lot of different people and just yeah I don't know it all kind of led to to here isn't it funny how the the universe kind of like leads you down these paths that like you don't really realize what it's doing until you get to that end product and then you it's funny enough you get to that end product and you realize it's another stepping stone to the, whatever the next thing is you know yeah <laughs> it's kind of funny how it all works out yeah I and mean, what I- better Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, like, on that note, I can't wait to see what happens when the book is out in the world. (laughs) Like, that's going to be really interesting to see when when other people start reading it, where it's going to have a whole life of its own. And I can't wait for that. Yeah. And what better time to summer of 22, right? Yeah. Early summer, I think. Yeah. A couple months from now. Awesome. What better time and and press, too? You have a, a New Jersey a New Jersey home press. That's yeah, a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was, uh, 
I just started thinking about it. I'm like, there. That's the most natural home for this book. Like, I'm just gonna send it to them directly. <laughs> yeah, um, right. I'm not gonna try to. I was trying to like get an agent first and see like, but then I was like, this is a regional anthology. Like, nobody is gonna want to represent this book. But I think this place might want to publish it. So <laughs> I was. Uh, it was lucky for me that they did, and I've I've really been happy with working with them and everything. Um. How many artists are approximately are you working with on it? So there's like 60. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that's including people who submitted um, like an art piece too, like an illustration sure. or a photo. Um, so there's, I think, like 40 writers. I can't remember. And there's a couple comics as well. Um, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe more than like. I think some people might think is a good idea for an anthology to be like <laughs> dealing with that many people. But I, like I said, with all the stuff in my background, it just was like, I didn't think anything of it. Cause I'm used to like working with so many people all the time with like Jersey collective and other things that I've done. Yeah. And again, New Jersey is such a, it's such a, like a thing that has such an audience. Like even if people don't normally read books they're gonna see like oh new jersey anthology like i'm gonna buy this great yeah i mean i think it's gonna be a really beautiful like i've seen i'm right now i'm going through the proof pages so i've been looking at like the final layouts and everything and -hmm. it's just such a nice looking thing (laughs) like it'll be like a cool object and i think anybody who walks past you know like a regional section of a barnes and noble or sees it at like a gift store kind of thing that sells books like is going to be like oh this is this looks cool like i like new jersey i know somebody who likes new jersey like it's definitely gonna be like a a good like gift right that's so funny i always get you know my friends who are out of state they always they know how obsessed i am with jersey so they always give me this stuff i remember when jersey (laughs) shore was big back in their you know Uh 2010s and and i number one hate that show but they would always (laughs) give me that stuff because of course in their mind it's like oh new jersey you know like blowouts and stuff it's like no it's not really, it's not really how i live it but thanks for the thought you know? yeah so it's kind of funny to see how far something like that has gone but then at the same time you still have like the natural more organic new jersey things happening like jersey collective like it's happening alongside this crazy mtv <laughs> sitcom essentially you know but you have this the audience almost kind of can easily cross over if that makes any sense definitely there's actually an essay in the book that someone wrote about jersey shore the tv show oh i can't wait (laughs) it's a beautiful a beautiful personal essay that also like weaves in stuff about the show it's really cool there's a lot of stuff like that in there where it's just like you know i feel like i tried to vary the topics and like tried to hit a lot of notes that people would expect, but also show them a lot of things that they weren't expecting about to see in a New Jersey book. So it, I'm really excited for, uh, for people to see it. Yeah. It's all about that perspective, right? I mean, you have so many uh, 60 people with different perspectives. It's a gorgeous, beautiful thing. And I think that really represents what New Jersey actually is at its heart, as opposed to what the rest of the country really thinks. Yeah, it is. I hope so. <laughs> I, I tried. It was hard because I think I could make, this book 20 times and they'd all be so different yeah like there's so many things that i could include and and exclude and it just i don't know it was 
interesting to try and just be like, well, I've got one shot at this, so this is how it's going to go. <laughs> how did you manage that? I mean, were you were you like the editorial board of like accepted or yes. rejected? Yeah. So, so how, how did what is your criteria like? How did you decide who gets in, who doesn't? So oh, it was so hard. I got so much good stuff. I did. Um, I had a, an open submission call, so I just let you know people send this stuff in, and um, I kind of was really broad with what I was interested in looking at and just kind of told people like word counts and and just you know you could send a pitch you could send a draft like I was very open open to what people wanted and um right right how much work they wanted to put into it and I got so much good stuff and it was so hard because some of it came down to word count too like there were some essays that I still remember and like that haunt me because I'm like that was a beautiful thing and I would love to put it in this book but it was just too long like there's just no way to cut it down there were a couple of those. And um, and then I also approached people as well. Like for this probably makes me sound creepy, but for years, once I decided I wanted to do this book, I was like keeping a spreadsheet of people who I were like, oh, this person's from New Jersey or this person has some kind of New Jersey connection. Like they might be a good person to ask if I ever like get a chance to do this anthology. So I've been mm. maintaining this like weird list for years <laughs> of like people. Like anytime I'd read something, you know, I'm like, reading articles or essays or whatever and it would just see in somebody's bio or just a throwaway line in their piece or sometimes the piece would be about New Jersey just like oh this person has some kind of connection maybe they have something interesting to say um I'd put their I'd jot their name down so I reached out to a lot of people that way and then I also had a couple like topics in mind that I wanted and so I tried to find people that would be good for that specific thing like I knew there was one essay that I was interested in somebody doing like a reported piece on on an environmental topic and I was like I found this person who does a lot of writing like that and asked her if she'd mm. be interested in, in pursuing that topic and so I tried to like find the right person for the right story and then I also just let stuff come to me and be surprised and it um yeah it was a lot of fun I kind of tried to like cover as much ground as possible in, in terms of like diversity of people of places like tried to cover the whole state tried to like bring in a lot of different perspectives um you know there's people who were from here and this is the only place they've ever lived there's people who don't live here anymore but were raised here there's people who moved here as an adult there's people who moved here from other countries so it just um there's a couple of people who've never lived here either <laughs> um but that which i think is also important yeah and that that had something that you know some kind of connection and it it worked but um but yeah it was just I just tried to make it as comprehensive as I could um whilst you know staying within the parameters of this is a book about New Jersey and how a place can shape people in different ways and um yeah cool I'm I am very excited for it I will definitely be one of the first people online (laughs) (laughs) um did you do so I'm gonna, I, I want to ask a couple technical questions sure. about the work itself. Did you do the formatting and layout or did you third party that? No. So I just did, um, I had to send everything to the, the publisher just in like word documents and stuff like that. And then they have a designer and, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a little hard. Cause I, I feel like I'm a little bit of a control freak. So sometimes it's hard for me to be like, Oh, someone else is going to do this. Like, really important thing that has my name on it but they it's beautiful I'm really happy with it so 
Um, that's awesome yeah yeah it's always it's very nerve-wracking yeah <laughs> you have like the little you know it's your it's your baby you know <laughs> yeah it's hard because I I look at so many books for my job and because I like books so it's I definitely have a lot of opinions and and yeah you know care a lot about what things look like and have certain aesthetic and things like that sure so, um letting go of some of that control that's that's what happens when you work with a with a traditional publisher though so <laughs> yeah and that's important too because you know the the traditional publishing they've they know the game right oh, so yeah. like you yeah, you know, might have something in yeah. mind but like they know what's gonna work <laughs> right. as they far know as what a book is the game to look like and and right. what makes people buy a book and yeah no they definitely know better than me they do it all the time <laughs> <laughs> i always you know i i have a lot of i've had a lot of both but i've had a lot of um small press writers on the show mm-hmm. they talk about like you know self-publishing or working with a small press and uh, you know I, i'm trying to not be biased because i i like I think both sides of that coin are important um, with something like this, with an anthology, like I don't think it would work in a format. That's just like your average regular old like zine, you know, yeah, not there's anything wrong with that, yeah. but it um, would be, I feel like it would have a different vibe to it. It'd be more of like a, a series rather than an anthology. Yeah. Like I, it's so funny. Cause I, years ago I thought I was going to do like an online Jersey collective magazine like, I thought mm-hmm. that's where the next thing was going to be. And then I thought maybe a newsletter, because that you know, <laughs> newsletters have been popular for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, no, I really just want to make a book. <laughs> but um, but yeah, my, my backup plan, if, if they weren't interested and if I couldn't find a publisher interested, is I was thinking of just doing like a Kickstarter and self-publishing it. Because I, I did believe, like, I do believe in the idea of it and... Um, really wanted to see a book like this exist because it was just something like as a librarian like I look at books all the time and it was just something that I felt like didn't exist already like there's other anthologies about New Jersey but um, I just this one kind of has a little bit of a different take and like it's more expansive as in terms of you know it includes comics and interviews and oral histories like it just includes a lot of different formats Um, yeah and there's really not anything like that and so I just wanted it to exist in whatever form it was going to so yeah so it could have I could have easily gone that route um if if I couldn't find anybody that wanted to publish it right and you know from what I've seen from what you posted what we've talked about offline and things it, it seems like you're trying to bring it up to date and up to speed with this day and age a lot of the anthologies that I've read from New Jersey or about New Jersey have been like they're dated you know like you, you're reading it and you're like oh okay this was like 2000s this was the 90s so and so not there's anything wrong with that but like you're saying there i don't think there are things that are um, more evergreen yeah right exactly like really true to that heart yeah that was definitely something i was thinking about um a lot of people so i got my contract i signed the contract in july of 2020 and um people started kind of turning things in and started talking to me in like the fall of 2020 so as you can imagine I got a lot of drafts that had some mention of the pandemic in them (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and I I think except for like one or two of them where it was relevant I made everybody take it all out (laughs) Mm. and I understand why that was like on the forefront of everyone's mind but I was like I don't want this to be a book that reads 
like oh this is the new jersey pandemic book like this was written during the pandemic like that's just not yeah what i want it to be like i want it to feel i want it to be a book that somebody could pick up like five years from now and it still feels relevant and it's still cool and it's still they still get stuff out of it like i really just didn't want it to feel like something that you know i want it something that can be on the shelves in a bookstore for like a couple years i want it to have that kind of staying power and i think it will I think I think people are gonna like it for years to come. Hopefully, <laughs> good. Fingers crossed. I know I will. <laughs> I am biased though. I just everything New Jersey. <laughs> well, that's the audience. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess you're hitting the nail on the head then. <laughs> um, did you did you have to write the? I mean, I, I imagine this is how it went. But did you do the? Um, Oh my God! Proposal letter, bleh, propose, bleh, 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 can't talk. <laughs> Long day. Proposal letter prior to collecting submissions. Yeah, for like the, for like the press, you mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So I submitted a proposal, and I had a couple like sample chapter things that were um stuff that I kind of asked friends like, hey, can I borrow this for this thing that I'm doing? Like, mm. if it ever becomes a real book, like we can talk about it. Um. And, you know, people were like, yeah, sure. And then I showed that all to them. And this was in, like, February of 2020. So it was pre-pandemic. And the editor was like, yeah, like, we really like this, really into it. But I'm going to need to see some more samples that feel, you know, like, I need you to, like, like, get a couple things going and, like, make it feel really polished so that, like, I can see that this is something you're capable of doing for, like, a whole book. Um, so that's what I did in between like February and April, (laughs) um, which was nice to have a project. Uh, (laughs) it was nice to have this project for as long as I did too, because I've been work like was working on it for, you know, I'm still working on it. There's still stuff I have to do right now. I have to finish like going through the proof pages. So it's nice to have this massive distraction, but anyway, um, (laughs) so yeah, so I got the samples together and showed them that before before publication just so that he could you know they could see that like okay she's capable of like getting things done and polishing it and arranging it you know just yeah had to show him something being an editor or something like that is not easy i think it it often goes uh underrated how much work actually goes into it um you know i've only i only i'm only speaking from like running a or editing a very small press back in the birth of like blogging but like it's not only difficult to work with artists and like, you know, accept things and reject things and um, let people down easily, especially yeah. if it's a piece that's like, you, you love it, but it just doesn't fit with what you're trying to do. Right. You know, it that's tough in itself, but then trying to then also turn around and then work with a publisher who's like the level above you. you yeah. Know? It was interesting to sort of be like the person in between, um, but yeah, no, I think a lot of people didn't, like, I think a lot of people in my life don't know, like, what I've been doing the last, like, two years. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, like, I'm making a book. Grinding. Like, people are like, oh, cool. Like, some people think I wrote the whole thing myself. And I'm like, no, I didn't write it. I wrote an introduction. Um, and then I think there's other people who think that I just, like, corrected typos for a year. Like, that's, like, I think a lot of people <laughs> hear editing and think that editing is, like, fixing yeah. things like that. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not what I've been doing. There's a copy editor who did that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, there's so many different types of editing yeah it's been i mean it was really cool to like learn like because i have some you know the experience that i've had doing this kind of thing like really just stems back to like being on the literary magazine when i was in like high school and college and like 
you know, thinking about like, and I, I did, a, I used to read for um, a literary magazine as well, Painted Bride Quarterly. I used to read slush for them. So mm. um, just kind of looking at stuff and evaluating it and thinking like, how does, you know, how would this work in the context of like the thing that we're trying to make? Um, but yeah, it's been, it was cool to work with the publisher as well. And cause you know, like I have an editor, so I um, kind of was like in between like if people had questions about like their contract or whatever like I had to like find out the answers and tell them <laughs> so I learned a yeah. lot <laughs> yeah playing the middleman and again that's where all those crossover skills kind of come into play yeah definitely um what about your work I mean we've been talking about the book and and art and stuff what are I know this is probably the forefront of your project right now but do you have anything in the background you got going on to kind of keep you sane to like step away from this um, or maybe something that you're, you have on the back burner that you're going to do afterwards. I mean, what, what's, what's yeah. Sullivan <laughs> we'll life see. like? <laughs> um, I haven't really written any of my own personal writing in a while. Uh, I was taking a couple classes like on and off virtual classes um, during like working on the book just so I could have like a break from it which was nice. But, um, but yeah, right now I'm not really working on much. I write mostly personal essay, like memoir type stuff. Um, when I do write my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just kind of playing around, like taking notes for things that I might write. I, I'm starting to think now too about like writing essays that are related to New Jersey so that I could hopefully get them published and also like, you know, show people, about the book (laughs) yeah Um, right like a lot of uh you know writers when they have a book coming out start writing essays or publishing essays that are like related to the content so when you see their bio you're like oh this person has a book and it's related to this thing so I'm trying to play with some of that right now but I have to turn in the the proof pages in a couple weeks so I think once that's done I'll I'll have more energy for thinking about my own writing (laughs) yeah for sure once once that turns around then you can kind of there's like that there's that lull period between like the i'm all done and the publishing because then once you hit you know the closer to june the publishing date then you're then you're doing a lot of marketing i was just gonna say then i have a whole (laughs) different job to to start doing which is the like planning book events and yeah media stuff and (laughs) yeah social media plans have you started mapping any of that out yet a little bit um i have had a couple offers because i am a librarian so i obviously know a lot of librarians at other um at other places besides where i work um so i've had some friends reach out to me about like doing something at their their library and um i've got a couple like weird ideas of things that i want to do that are not at bookstores i want to do stuff at bookstores too but then i also have just like some weird quirky ideas of things i'd like to do so i'm trying to start like thinking about some of those (laughs) Mm. um but yeah once after the new year i'll like probably like end of january i'll start really like focusing on this stuff yeah once you get the proofs and stuff out of the way yeah so i I can assume i'll see you at uh ghost harbor right hopefully that'd be (laughs) nice yeah i'd love to do something there that's like such a great reading venue yeah Um, it was especially in the summer side too that was cool yeah i've actually seen a couple like shows there too like musicians and stuff it's kind of a cool that little alley behind where we're reading it's cool little spot especially if it's nice out yeah that's cool 
Um, how about your photography? I know that's kind of where all this stemmed from. Are you keeping up with that? Or is that one of those things that kind of got pushed to the wayside? Yeah, it definitely got pushed to the wayside. I, I own a DSLR. It's in my closet somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really take pictures much anymore. I mean, I do like on Instagram, um, like I, if I go somewhere interesting or if I'm like, you know, doing like a hike or something or I'm at the beach, I, I always am like taking pictures, but it's definitely not with like the same, I think I used to have a different energy with photography than I do now. Like now it's just something I do for myself and not to try and like attract clients or whatever. Um, yeah, right. But yeah, no, I, I would like to start taking more pictures with my camera. I just... I don't do a lot these days so uh yeah it hasn't really been happening yeah well I, you know I think um time these this day and age with the digital sphere and what constitutes as time has definitely changed I mean even even Instagram itself changed the landscape of what photography is you know yeah, and I sure. think that's it's important to have like a a hobby that's like for you you know like doing something like creatively that like you don't intend to publish that's that's important for our mental health you know yeah um and i think and i'm just kind of bouncing off what you said it sounds like that's where you're at with photography but um have you noticed like since starting the collective have you noticed the shift in your own creative energies Hmm. whether yeah. that be photography or writing I mean probably I feel I feel like I keep a lot of my things all very separate like in my brain like it's like I have my day job over here I have Jersey Collective over here I have writing over here like in my head they're like kind of like separate entities but mm -hmm. I'm sure if I like really thought about it I would see more connections I mean just as far as Jersey Collective like the community that I've found through that like I've met a lot of my f really close friends through that <laughs> like Jersey yeah. Collective's how I know my boyfriend like it's just it's really weird to me that like this thing that I do like brought me a lot of people that are in my life that are really important to me um and that all obviously informs like my work too because I'm surrounded by people who are creative and <clears throat> have friends who are like photographers and you know seeing what oh, sure. they're doing is definitely inspiring yeah and again you know it the most valuable piece of at least in my perspective of what jersey collective is and become has become is the is that network that community piece you know it's like you start to you start to meet people on who are in your sphere but also you you meet them on a personal level and you share something like photography or writing or whatever and you start to kind of develop relationships outside of that thing. You yeah, know what I mean? that's, yeah. I mean, for me personally, that's been really cool. But then I also see it happen with other people, which is really rewarding. Like, yeah, there's two friends of mine who just got married recently and like they met at a Jersey Collective show. Like, no way. How, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. And, yeah. Like, that's just wild. And I'm sure there's probably other people who, you know, met friends and, met other people that they like to hang out with and it just it's really cool to hear those stories and be like oh wow like something I made is like the reason these people know each other like that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it's almost like it, it grows like beyond you you know and oh that's, yeah no definitely that's rewarding. yeah I think that's been the case for several years now like 
I don't know. It's just wild. Like, I feel like in the beginning, I used to have to really explain it to people. Be like, oh, I run this Instagram thing. And, like, this is how it works. And now, sometimes I'm just like, oh, like, I run this Instagram project called Jersey Collective. And then people interrupt me and be like, I love Jersey Collective. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, that's cool. Like, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it's me. Just, yeah, it's just really interesting when that happens to be like, or like, I don't know, sometimes people like introduce me to a friend or whatever. If I run into somebody I know on the street, they're like, this is Carrie. She runs Jersey Collective. The person's like, oh, really? It's just, uh, it's wild to think that it has this like life of its own and like people know what it is. And I don't know, it just used to be this like Tumblr page I was making by myself <laughs> on winter break, like in my like home from school, you know trying to figure out like what to do and now it's like this visible thing that people have heard of and it's pretty cool i love it when you uh you're walking around like i see sometimes i see like my stickers at my my bing bang company like oh, i see awesome. them like yeah. around like asbury i'm like oh that's i just did not put that sticker yeah. there. that's pretty cool <laughs> i've seen a couple around and i'm like i didn't put that up <laughs> yeah but yeah, I have a lot of stickers, so I need to start, like, giving them out more, because that'd be cool to see, see them around. That's definitely your, uh, your book package, you know, you just throw them in there. So the, yeah. That and a bookmark. I feel like whenever I sell books, <laughs> um, people always love it when you throw in the little extra, like, sticker or bookmark. You know, here's a little poem I typed up on my typewriter or something. That's cool. Yeah, totally. So, definitely cool. All right, I want to talk, um, I want to talk a little New Jersey. Sure. Um, I don't i'm gonna try to put you on the spot but like not really at the same time <laughs> um are you from new jersey normally i am yeah i where from i'm from monmouth county originally okay that's likewise lived, that's where i've lived most of my life <laughs> nice likewise um favorite place in new jersey oh that's so hard um yeah it is <laughs> it's like i want to say the beach because it just I grew up you know that's where I would go like as a teenager and stuff like mm -hmm. when I got my license like oh I, I can drive to the beach now that was like the coolest thing yeah um yeah I want to okay so I want to say like the beach but specifically like during the fall and winter <laughs> Ooh, same. Um, because I lived in in Bradley Beach for a winter rental one year which was really cool like I lived four blocks from the beach um from like December to April or May I forget what year what month we had to move out but um and it was just like quiet and empty and it was such a different experience and oh, yeah. I, I loved that so much yeah you can't beat local summer it's just it's a yeah. totally different beach vibe yeah I like don't like to go <laughs> I don't like to go <laughs> to like Asbury Park in the summer like it just it's not gonna happen no yeah we always uh I'm in Belmar and it will be like okay we'll go to Asbury if it's nice out and we can like ride bikes yeah. or take the train right. or you I know don't have to drive and park yeah <laughs> I don't want to park I don't want to deal with traffic <laughs> yeah um favorite diner oh that's hard I was just talking to my boyfriend about this recently because one of the diners that we used to really like is they had a big renovation and it's very different now <laughs> so mm. we don't go there as much um that was tiktok in clifton on Route oh, okay. three. they yeah. um it's still a diner but they like kind of made their menu smaller and like it looks nicer inside <laughs> and i liked when i think of a diner i think of a place that's like a little shitty and that's part <laughs> of the charm like it's like yeah. old 
but crummy I will coffee. Say, yeah, it's hard. So I live in Essex County now, and I don't have a go-to diner right now, and it's it's tough. But I will say one of my favorites is the um the Broad Street Diner in Keyport mm, is really good. Good. good spot. I have eaten a lot of different things there over the years, and I've not had a bad meal there. So that's pretty high on the list. It's sad because I feel like more and more diners are wrapping up or closing their doors. It's yeah, not and- as it used to be such a like New Jersey was like prided themselves on like diners, you know, but you don't see them that much anymore. A lot of them aren't 24 hours right now, which is a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I definitely COVID. Yeah. Sure. That, I mean, it's definitely that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, over the summer, I went to a show at the Stone Pony and on my way home, we wanted to go get something to eat. And so we wanted to go to the Blue Swan. And they weren't open. It was like, I forget what time it was, but they weren't open anymore. And we were like, what the heck? <laughs> like, <there's, laughs> now what? <laughs> like, why Why can't we go to the diner at any time? Like, I just want like a burger at like one in the morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I feel like a lot of those places aren't 24 hours right now, which I'm hoping is just a temporary thing and won't be forever, but we'll see. Yeah. We are, you know, I, I am noticing a lot of people moving to New Jersey. I know my neighborhood, the yeah. homes are being snatched up left and right. So hopefully we'll start to see the uh, reflux of the diner life. Yeah, the demand will definitely be there. <laughs> um, okay, probably most controversial question. <laughs> Pork roll or Taylor Ham? I knew that's what it was You knew it be, was coming. I was you like, knew it's it was going to be that or it's going to be about Central Jersey. Um, that was my next one. <laughs> so I will address the breakfast meat question first. Um, I don't really care for it. <laughs> so I don't find myself talking about it a whole lot, but I will just refer to it. If I'm ordering it, I will say whatever it says on the menu where I am. So I think it would be rude of me to be in North Jersey and be like, give me some pork roll, please, because that's not what they refer to it here. <laughs> yeah. So I will call it what it says on the menu. That's very politically <laughs> correct of you. <laughs> I just don't care that much, so. Yeah. No, I don't either. It's always it's always fun, like, ragging on people. You know, I have, I have friends yeah. in North Jersey, of course. I'm Personally, I am a pork roll guy. I will admit it. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't care enough to, like, argue about yeah, it, you know? But no, I'll, I'll rag silly. on friends and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny. I love, uh, there's a, another, uh, what's that graphic design company I follow? I think it's called True Jersey. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they have like all of those um, New Jersey, like, you know, uh, knickknacks and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And it's so funny because whenever they put out one of those products, they have two versions of right, it. Right, yeah. That, one that, that says Pork and one that says Taylor You Ann. have to because there's, if yeah. you do, if you just have the one, you're alienating like half the state, so. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> and yeah. then like it's, you go to like Pennsylvania or something and I'm like, what the hell's either of those things yeah. like, i don't know what those are <laughs> yeah so all right so um central jersey yeah or nay yes definitely i mean I w- monmouth can, county monmouth county is central jersey like yeah i grew up in central jersey there's no way that's south <laughs> like it just no. yeah i think the cutoff is like monmouth county across and then i think if you're above 78 you're in north jersey Okay. That's where I, okay. would, I would draw the line, like 195 and 78. Those are. 
That's the the, the divider the line. The dividing line. I mean, the go- like the governor, the state has like an official map that shows you, so people can refer to that if they have any yeah. questions. When you when it's gonna snow, you know they they map it and there's two three different colors. There's top, middle, and bottom. Right. I mean, it's just <laughs> I think all these places have different identities and then even within that like north jersey there's like sussex county and then there's like where i live in essex county i'm like those are very different places oh yeah and for then, sure like we're all in the same state but like you drive you know 20 minutes in various directions it's gonna be like wildly different places yeah. with different identities and different stuff going I mean, on that's part of the charm I yeah mean, that, that's why sure. i love it so much it's like you can go 20 like you said 20 minutes and all of a sudden it's like this is a totally different yeah. accent <laughs> yeah or just like very different vibes and um scenery and nature and all that so yeah it's pretty wild i don't know that that's like sometimes i'm like is this a thing everywhere and i'm just like saying you know thinking that it's special about new jersey and it's just like oh well that's how other states are too or is it really just like a new jersey or is it yeah right (laughs) you don't know because i you know new jersey's so small compared to like some of the other states it's It's like okay yeah right like a larger state you have to have things like that but like do they even acknowledge it i don't know i don't know yeah i mean i wrote a little bit about stuff like that in my introduction for the book because i was like when i was you know younger and reading like weird new jersey magazine i was I feel like there was a time where I was like wondering like do other states have this too like are there other places (laughs) that have entire magazines that are just dedicated to how strange they are or is that like a New Jersey thing (laughs) I I guess time will tell I guess we'll find out with the book (laughs) I mean I think a lot of it is special to hear I really I think that (laughs) for sure all right uh last New Jersey question and then we'll jump over to the rapid fire um when I say New Jersey, what, who's the first celebrity that you think of? Oh, gosh. I mean... There's so many. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most... Like most people, I think probably my first instinct would be Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's so many, and there's so many, like, younger, newer people, too, and, and older people, like Frank Sinatra, you know, different generations, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. I don't know, I'm always, like, learning that, like, people are from New Jersey, and sometimes I'm like, oh... I can kind of see that. Like, I kind of get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, I think I'd have to go with Bruce on that one. It's a good answer. The boss. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It's like, you can. To. Right. You can, like, you can go to, like, any other state and you will immediately find yourself bumping into somebody. You're like, oh, New Jersey. I, I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> what, what, you know, what exit are you from? Yeah. You know, that's, that's the question. Yeah. We're everywhere. <laughs> um i'm a big hockey fan you always see like new jersey devils it's our only sports team right like you'll you'll watch you'll watch some of the games on tv where they're on the road and there's always a pocket of like new jersey uniforms jersey like jerseys in the stands of like the red you know and i'm like oh cool they're in minnesota and like there's a bunch (laughs) of people from new jersey (laughs) like it's kind of cool yeah definitely um, okay, so we'll uh, we'll jump over here. I call these rapid fire questions, but by no means your answers have to be rapid. I okay. really should change the name. The listeners are probably like, "Come on, Binger." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so take them as you will. And again, like we were talking about before we uh, were recording, it's just low key, nothing fancy. So we'll jump in. Um, first question is, what are you currently reading right now, um, and would you recommend it? And no, you can't say the proof copy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't going to. 
I am currently reading a book that has not come out yet because I'm a librarian and I get to do things like that. Which Perks. Is very nice. Um, courtesy of NetGalley, I am reading a book called Cost of Living, and it's by Emily Maloney, and it's a an essay collection about like health care but from like a very personal perspective about like you know illnesses and mental health and just like navigating those systems and like mm. talk specific numbers sometimes and just you know american healthcare system obviously <laughs> yeah um but it's really really good and i've been really enjoying it and I think about this stuff a lot. So like I had a surgery last summer, so I've been really enjoying reading this because it's a lot about like dealing with hospitals and medical bills and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, anyone listening to this, not from America, just do a quick Google search. You'll <laughs> find out what we're talking yeah, about. I think, I think they know. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I was just shaking the head. Oh my God. <laughs> um when does it come out i do you know that i know yes it's an advanced copy. uh february 8th 2022 so cool um, pretty close here yeah probably start seeing like excerpts and things popping up cool all right um second question what's your favorite meal to prepare and cook could be for yourself for friends and family could be low-key could be high-end totally up to you but do you have a favorite dish yeah um I really only got into cooking within like the last several years and particularly during the pandemic, I feel like I really leveled up a lot <laughs> in my skill level because <laughs> I had to, like I wasn't, we weren't doing yeah. any kind of, at first we like weren't doing takeout even, like we were just like literally making everything. So it, mm -hmm. I had to like learn a lot pretty quickly if I wanted to eat anything that was not disgusting. Um, but I will say that I go back a lot to a chili recipe that I learned at um, Seed to Sprout a couple of years ago, that um, vegan place in, um, they're in Avon and I think Fairhaven also. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. They had, one of my friends so had good. invited me to a class there where they were doing, um, it was, I think it was like Super Bowl themed, <laughs> like they they taught had us how to make like a chili a baked but like a loaded potato and there might have been something else that i'm not remembering but it was like game day themed food that's um, so cool yeah and i'm not vegan but i that was like the best chili i've ever had and remains the best chili that i've ever had so i make it all the time and it's just a really good like go to like cold weather like i always whenever it's like fall and we get that like first cold day, I'm like, oh, it's chilly, chilly, chilly time. time. <laughs> like, gonna pull out the Dutch oven and make this. And I usually freeze some of it so that I can like have it for, you know, those days where I don't feel like making anything, but yeah, that's, yeah, I love sure. making that for people and I've shared it with a lot of people. And I'm always like my friends that I went to the class with, like we always text each other, like, Hey, do you have the, that recipe on you? Like, can you send it to me? Like, we're always like, I've had to send it like we've sent it back and forth so many times because sometimes people like lose it or whatever. But, oh, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's one I, I go back to a lot. Cool. I love Seed to Sprout there. I'm not vegan either, but like sometimes I'll go there just because it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of good stuff there over the years. Um, I don't know. I uh, I don't know if COVID hit them hard. I, th I think I remember seeing something about one of their locations either closing or temporarily. Yeah, they um they closed their bakery. 
they had oh, a, that's right. a bakery in Wanamasa. Um, yeah. So I think they're, I'm sure they still do the baked goods, but they probably just didn't want to Diff- have that many locations. Yeah, it's tough spreading yeah. so thin. COVID hit everyone. That whole pandemic really affected everybody. Yeah. That's I mean, you talk about your pandemic project. That's where this podcast came from. That's that was my oh, really? pandemic project. <laughs> I needed cool. to like separate myself yeah. from writing. So I was like, all right, what else can I do? You know? Yeah. No, and that's what a great idea too, to be like talking to a lot of people during a time when like you might not have been doing that otherwise. Yeah. That was that was kind of the goal too. I'm a very much um I'm an introverted person by nature and I feel like part of it was trying to be social in a time where it was kind of hard to do that, but also, you know, like, um, kind of almost force myself to like, there was no, there's no excuse. You made an appointment with this person. You got to right. go on call, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's turned out I've met a lot of cool people, that's yourself awesome. included. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Um, all that leading into our third final question. What's one, betterism quote unquote that you want uh listeners to take away with today so just like a a life lesson it could be something from the conversation or it could be something you've been pondering lately or living your life by but do you have something in mind yeah um i think i want to talk about permission because sometimes i'm like it's weird that i did this book or like it's weird that I did Jersey Collective like you know like where did I get the idea that I could just do these things (laughs) Mm. like who who gave me the right (laughs) um but sometimes I think you have to like give that to yourself and you have to just let go of like worrying about you know do I have the authority to do such a thing like I think if I was like worried about that I never would have done things like Jersey Collective or submitted a book like wrote a book proposal like I just had to like let go of those voices in my head that are like you don't (laughs) you're nobody or like you don't get to do this kind of thing yeah and I think that stops a lot of people from pursuing creative stuff is like they feel like they're not um like somebody like they're waiting for somebody to like tell them that they should do it but like nobody's ever going to tell you to do it so you just have to do it yourself and tell yourself that you can try it try something new like if there's something that you've always wanted to make or that's something that doesn't exist in the world but you wish it did like maybe you're the person that has to bring it forth (laughs) yeah give yourself permission it's a very authentic and beautiful thing um i think so many of us struggle with that like imposter syndrome that you're talking about i was just gonna say that phrase (laughs) yeah and you know it's everyone experiences it um even like professional professional artists whose names you would recognize like they go through that same thing but like also at the same time like what better time in human history to do things like that like it's so easy to write a book and get it published not saying that like you don't you know of course you want to follow all of the steps as best you can so it's not like trash but at the same time it's like (laughs) even if it is you you learn from it and you can grow from it so like there's there's really like there is no one that you have to get permission from except from yourself. Yeah, and there's so many tools now too that allow people to do these things. Like you can start a newsletter and just publish your writing that way. You can, you know, start an Instagram account for your photos. Like there's more tools that are available to people than than ever before. Um which is really cool. Yeah. Like why why hinder yourself, you know? Like if if it's out there, you can 
you can do it, you know? And the, the other, the other side of that coin too, is you have, there's so many tools to, to learn from, right? I mean, I even like little things like, Oh, I don't, I don't know how to change the headlight in my car. Like go on YouTube and yeah, like watch the video. Anything. Yeah. And you like, know? I obviously have to plug the library because, <laughs> because yes. of what I do, but like, yeah, aside from just books, like there's, you know, we have, um, like video training course things and stuff like that. Like most libraries offer some kind of course platform or, you know, video platform. Like we have all the great courses available for people to watch for free and things like that. So like if, you know, somebody wants to learn a new skill or software program, like there's resources out there that don't cost anything for people to do that. Yeah. It's one of the most underrated resources out there. I can't plug the library enough. <laughs> um, I, of course, me, I just, I, I use it mostly for books, but there's so many other tools, so many. Yeah, and like Go. museum passes, some, like we have, my library offers museum passes, and so like there's a lot of, you know, things that people can do that you don't have to pay. <laughs> you don't yeah, have to let like that the be events. like a barrier, yeah. Right. Uh, you can't tell you, like the one in my town here, I can't tell you, you see all kinds of like, oh, there's, this author's coming to read uh, their children's book this week you know like little things like that that don't cost anything I mean that's we, we can't take that for granted because if we do it's not going to be a thing in the next 20 years and that's that's scary yeah so sorry just ranting here <laughs> support your local library friends yes definitely <laughs> um, Carrie it's been awesome I'm so grateful to have the chance to chat with you pick your brain um i thank you for your time where can listeners find you online where can they find the book where can they check out jersey collective yeah so um i'm on instagram at ksul photo and jersey collective is just at jersey collective and my website is kerrysullivan.com and if you go there you can find if you go to kerrysullivan.com slash njbook, you can find all of the stuff about the book. <laughs> and uh, we'll keep an eye out for it. Summer of 2022. Sounds like it's going to be a great beach read. It's definitely on my number one spot there. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Um, cool. Uh, we'll, you and I will we'll connect offline. Um, I'll catch up with you and we'll have to get around two for sure. Closer to launch. Yeah, that happens. sounds good. Um, and hopefully I'll see you around. Yeah, take care. Thanks so much. It's great yep, talking have, to you. Likewise. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Well, that's it, friends. Thanks for tuning in. I hope to swing through again. If you'd like to reach out, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at medium.com slash betterism. Be better at whatever it is you're building. And remember, friends, stay learning.